Good evening and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric and tonight, as always, I have with me a Karen Stack. Karen, how are you? Howdy, fellas. And with us, as always, the newly minted married man. Say that three times fast. Jerome Peterson, how are you? Good evening, boys. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Jerome, how's the married life treating you? Well enough. Well enough. That's good. Nothing, you know, nothing's really changed. That's good. That's good. No one's revealed any bags of toenails or, you know, other. I mean, no, Kelly was well aware of those before the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Kieran, we had to know it was Jerome's bag of toenails, right? Well, they're not. It's his bag. They're not his toenails. That's uh, right. No, because I eat my toenails. You know, yes. this, this actually brings up a really he scary. He collects others. It's, it's a really scary thought, though, Kieran, because you lived with him. So feasibly, he could have been collecting yours or clipping your toenails for you. I don't doubt that for a no, second. I, I clipped him. I clipped his toenails for him. Okay. Hey, but you he was... did me when you did the dog. It was nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Welcome in, everyone, to <laughs> the review of week five in the NFL and the prep for week six. Let's don't ask questions you don't want answers to, bro. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, we will start it off as we always do. Um, Kieran, by getting weird. No, uh, Kieran, tell us how your week went. Finally got another win. Um, two and three now on the year in the league of record. Uh, squeaked out a victory after uh, the you know, the guy who hates cameramen uh, went off and had a night for himself. Um, thank God he didn't push the cameraman until after the game was over uh, because he got me a nice 27 points, I believe, and was able to squeak me over the finish line uh, over over our very own Zach Milson. Yeah, I was super happy to see that, given that he's in my division. I thought for a second there that you weren't going to be able to pull it out. And I was really upset. You may be without uh, the cameraman hater, by the way. I feel like he might get suspended. He's not going to get suspended for that. You don't think he's going to get suspended? Jerome, what's no. your take? I feel like something's definitely going to come down. Um, maybe he'll not a, a suspension. Fine. He'll get fined. Yeah, mm. he'll get a fine and a whack. He'll be okay. And probably a lawsuit. Okay. Um, I went 1-0 in the only league that matters. I seem to forget what happened in the other leagues and to my real-life team. But I know that I went 1-0, and that's all that needs to be discussed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I went 1-3. It was not, not a great week. And in one, in one league, I got triple fucked by Tyler Conklin, who scored zero points. Chase Edmonds, who had one yard. So that's point, one points for those playing at home. And the Miami defense, who had negative two points, making a combined, you guessed it, negative, what is it, 1.9 points? Um, so yeah, not, a, and, and I actually lost to someone who played three injured players, like weren't you lost players. Oh, I lost. Oh, I lost bad. It wasn't, it wasn't close. Um, that, that makes my heart sing with joy. Oh dude. It was gruesome, <clears throat> gruesome, uh, not fun, Jerome, but I, but I won in the league of record and I'm second place in my division. So I've, I've risen from the ashes, Jerome. Also, no, no, use, use his, his, his real name. He is, he is the boy who lived. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're not watching at home, you don't know, but Jerome's (laughs) beloved dog and our, our fellow album artist, um, 
Brock, uh, what was it? Did you take a did you take a snipe at your buddy? No, no. I came home from the bar after uh, my wedding night, and um, I laid down as one does. One does eight shots and drinks four beers in an hour and a half. And while I was laying there contemplating life, I uh, my, Brock came in and Kelly was like, all right, asshole off the bed. We're going to sleep. Um, she pushed Obviously him talking, and talking he to didn't, you, right? Yeah. He didn't want to get off the bed. So he jumped like up trying to go over me. But his foot lands down my face and rakes it and uh, gives me a nice big uh, scar on my forehead. Honestly, I'm I'm shocked it's not three scars. Like this could have been worse. Also could have been your eye. Oh, it could have been. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely yeah. could have been worse. But uh, now yeah. it's just funny. So now it's just hilarious that I get to answer questions from people at work about it. <laughs> and they're like, "That's really the story." I was like, "Honestly, I tried to think of something cooler that happened, but I'm just gonna go with this." That is, uh, that's unfortunate. Well, tell tell but us about your forehead scars aside. Yeah. Uh went three and two this week. I am still 0 and five in the legal record. It oh. is awful. It's off. It's awful. They're all of my good players got hurt. Uh I'm left mm-hmm. with all of the trash that was left over. Uh working the waiver wire is tough right now. So very tough. My only hope is to salvage something in the latter part of the season when people either come back or the people that I can pick up on the waiver wire start doing better. I mean, there's oh. really, um, <clears throat> there's really nothing else to be done at this point. Um, you know, unfortunately Jalen hurts and, and, um, then Cooper cup can't win me all my weeks. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, there's no you- giving up. There's no crying in football. So you just, you know, do what you can and, Try and make something happen. You know, I, I uh, Alvin Kamara would have sent me over the edge this week to win. Uh, unfortunately, he's been just four weeks of disappointments. And second week in a row that I sat him this week, he decided to become a professional football player again. Um, unfortunately, when it came to Monday night, I was counting on um, Hunter Renfro to give me mm. 18 mm. points and he couldn't give me more than four how many how many points did he give you for his tackle of Devonte adams do you get are we playing in an idp league like do tackles count or uh it, it's zero points and it also stopped me from like comfortably securing a victory on monday night oh you won <laughs> Don't, we're just talking about jerome's awful you know happenstances in the, in the league of record and you're like man i could have won by more points it, well, maybe Devonte would be in a little bit better mood right now. Uh, it, had that not happened, it wouldn't have, you know, decided to smoke a cameraman. But it did, and so it's, it's a fair posit. We move on to our new beloved, new-ish beloved topic. Uh, hot and bothered, Jerome. As always, kick us off with your first topic, please. Wentz, Carson Wentz is done in Washington. Uh, they should pull him, sit him. I know what you're thinking. Jerome, why would they do that? They just paid all that money for him. That's that's a fair thing to say. Absolutely. Here's the problem. Two years ago, the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts. And the, combina- the combination of 
questions about Hertz's ability, uh, questions about why they drafted Hertz and, um, and issues that Wentz continued having over the course of the season caused him to just down to spiral downwards. Um, and it got worse and worse and worse. He is the kind of player, unfortunately, who needs to be babied, needs to clearly needs to be babied and coddled. And you can't say bad things around him. You can't question his ability. You need to believe in him in order for him to work. He's kind of like Santa Claus, I guess. Um, you know, if you take the belief in him away, then he is no longer himself. Um, that press conference with with Ron Rivera, uh, if they're expecting to get anything good out of him, you're lying to yourself. It will not get better. It, it uh, it'll only get worse. Tell uh, please please tell the people what happened in the presser in case they don't know. They asked what what you know that that this division, um, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, uh, you know, is back to its old. You know, we have the only five and O team in the league and two four and one teams, and then you have the Manders. The and Manders. Saying, what 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 sets your team apart from the rest of the division and his words were and i won't say verbatim but his word they have they have quarterbacks that they have built their teams around now i this is the first time ever in a long time i've heard anybody say anything nice like that about dan jones (laughs) (laughs) technically he's in that conversation now but it's and weird. So is Cooper. Like, and by the way, so is Cooper Rush. He wasn't. I don't in, think he was referring all, to Cooper Rush. In all fairness, he was not talking about Doc Bre- Dak Prescott. Okay, but Kieran, um, Kieran, for for what it's worth, we just ruled out two out of the four or two out of the three quarterbacks in the division that he could have been talking about. <laughs> so like, fair enough. But no, I, th- I think to, to like, I mean, like to Dan Jones' point, like I don't even know if it's necessarily saying a good thing about Dan Jones. Obviously, it is because like he's you know they're four and one, but like. I feel like they they did build the team around Dan Jones. Dan Jones isn't a great quarterback, so they drafted an amazing running back. So it's like they it's not necessarily uh complimenting Dan Jones, I would say, but they built Wait, the team around. What amazing him for running sure. back did they draft? Barkley. Booby. Barkley was oh, Barkley there was first two seasons before they had Dan Jones. I think just that one. Old. one. One. But uh, also ha- also happened to be Barkley's best season was Eli Manning's. Dump last off season. season, last um, full season. Did you want to finish your point, Jerome? Before we attack, no. no and you know, uh, I feel like uh, with Wentz's proclivities, that this will only lead to bad things, and it would be better for you and your team to have Tyler Heineke or whoever whoever the backup is to start taking the one reps because you're going to want him to have those reps because Wentz is done. Taylor Heineke is a, is a good quarterback by all accounts. I think he had a decent year last year. In comparison year. between uh, the two of them, Taylor Heineke two years ago. was a better quarterback for the Manders than Wentz is now. I don't know about all that. I, if if you're if you are not starting Carson Wentz, I think you should start Sam Howell, the rookie, because I think at this I point mean, we know we know what we're getting out of the other two. We don't now. I will say this: like now, by the way, are you are hot and bothered by this? Oh no, I'm I'm absolutely hot and bothered. It's uh it's an exciting prospect to see uh, a guy that I mean a I I admired as a player until what I'd explained happened, 
where he couldn't realize that this league, you need fucking depth, especially when you have a quarterback that has a proclivity for being hurt. I mean, one year it was his knee. Then he came back and he hurt his back. Well, maybe this is the universe getting you back for believing in a ginger. Have you considered that? My wife is a ginger. Watch your mouth. Oops. Sorry. I forget. I forget. <laughs> I'm just that. playing around. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I just. Mean, listeners are out like, oh, my God. It's a, uh, just it's, it's, did he move to no, no, no. car without it's, Jerome it's, knowing? It's very, it's very, it's very clear. Ginger males are garbage. Ginger yes. women are priceless. Oh, God. What's her name? Demi. Uh, no, not Demi. What's uh, Julianne Moore? Julianne Moore. Mm. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Okay. Let, back back to the subject. I, I'm lukewarm and titillated. I am always down for some Carson Wentz hating. Um, you know, there's, there's a great video out there for my podcast mates and uh, those listening. Every, there's, there's a, you, you can search this. Every left-handed Carson Wentz throw from last year. And it is so funny, unless you're a Colts fan. It is so fun because it's just terrible. But the point is, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's his fault. Like this team is not good. This this offensive line is not good. You know, and, and I said it between us, but Ron Rivera saying this, he's got some kind of pair of balls, dude. You handpicked Carson Wentz. Yeah. Like, go look in the fucking mirror. <clears throat> And, and by the way, you're a defensive coach and your defense sucks for the second year in a row. It sucks. Um, I'm not saying that Carson Wentz isn't a problem. I'm not even saying that he's not their biggest problem, but I don't think that switching to another quarterback will fix that problem. I'm also not arguing, Jerome, with your, with your valid point that he's, his confidence is easily shaken. I'm just saying, like, uh, what do you gain by sitting him? I don't know. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I don't know. Not not this early. Um, so lukewarm and titillated. Kieran? I'm, I'm going to say I'm hot and bothered by it, too. Um, and, you know, I'm going up next with my hot and bothered, cool and calm, and I'll get into it a little bit more. But, Jerome, I think you're 100% right. You know, when when Carson was in, was in Philly, um, when he was having his MVP caliber season before he got hurt, um, everything, everyone had nothing but great things to say about him. Um, you know, in Philly, the fans, coaches, everyone had great things to say. And, and I guess like, you know, Riverboat Ron's all about tough love. And like, that's, you know, good for a lot of guys. A lot of guys respond well to that. Carson Wentz is not one of those people. Um, I think he's, yeah, I for sure think he's mentally soft. Um, Cause I think this is just going to blow up in, in Riverboat Ron's face. Um, I do think, I don't know necessarily that they need to do it, you know, week six, but I think I would say, I'm going to say before week 10, the then Manders are going to have a new starting quarterback. So I, I am hot and bothered as well. Um, why don't you lead right into your take there? Bud? <clears throat> yeah. So mine um, riverboat Ron, he's a sinking. They've sent him adrift in the Chesapeake for all intents and purposes. Um, to say that in a press conference, that's a man who I believe has given up. It didn't sound like he was trying to motivate anybody. It didn't sound like he was trying to light a fire under Carson Wentz's ass. It sounded like he truly believed it and that nothing good was going to happen. And I think he may have made peace with the fact that he may not be coaching there next year. Um, and I'm hot and bothered about it. I, I really love Ron Rivera. I think he's a, I think he's a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal person. Um, what he did in Carolina was amazing, but 
you know, a lot of times when, when losing is, is happening like this, you know, you can't trade everybody. Something's got to change. He wanted Carson Wentz. He was the one that, you know, picked him out of, out of Indianapolis. And everyone thought he was going to be, you know, this great quarterback that he was when he was in the NFC's prior. And guess what? It's not, you know, that's, that's kind of on Ron. Um, so I think this is, I think this is his last year in Washington. I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets the boot before the season ends. I think they, you know, I think they have the respect for him that they'll let him finish out the season. And then kind of, it'll be like, a, you know, you can leave or we can fire you kind of situation where they're going to let him walk away from it. Um, but I think he's done in Washington. I will go real quick with my reaction. I am, uh, I'm cool and calm about this. I firmly agree. But the second you trade a second rounder and a third rounder for Carson Wentz and that contract, like let's not forget how much Carson Wentz is getting paid. And you go out and you have the draft that you do. And, you know, looking back at it, in the last six years, Riverboat Ron hasn't had a winning season. In the last six years. Um in his time in Washington, he is 15 and 23. In his 12 years as a head coach, he's had three winning seasons. So I think everyone, at least on this podcast, respects the man. But and I have zero respect for the Washington Commanders organization and how they're <laughs> run. Zero. Like, let me just make they're, that. They're, they're garbage people. Yeah. Let me just make that shit clear. But excuse me. Um but that's it. You got to move on. You have, I don't think he should make it through the season. I'm not shocked by how this is going. Um, it just, it was, it was to me written on the wall. As soon as you sign Carson Wentz um, or you trade for him and then you have the draft that you do. I mean, we all said the same thing going out of the draft. It just didn't look great. And yeah, sorry, dude, you're out. You're out. Jerome. I mean, you guys, you guys hit all the nails on all the heads. Um, I don't think there's a right way to go about the rest of the season tanking or anything like that, especially if you think you're a lame duck. I mean, I feel like they should just fire them already and do like the Panthers. Yeah. Rip the bandaid off. I do like the jerseys, though. Honestly, when they came out, I was not hyped. <laughs> you know, all oh, those uh, all blacks with the with the red trim and the. I yellow lettering loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan I, of that. Yeah. I, I like that. Shout out that intern that, you know, someone in the executive <laughs> office took credit for. Yeah. Very much so. Um, yeah. Okay. So it is my next. My statement is it is half past panic o'clock for the LA Rams. Okay. Oh, you'll think. Okay. I know that it looks like this is true from an outsider's point of view. But as a fan, I have news for you. You are underreacting to this statement. I am not hot and bothered about this. I am boiling over and frustrated. <laughs> I expect would, would one would one say that you're frothing? Oh, I am at the mouth at, at other pores in my face. Title I expected I expected to lose last week, and I wasn't shocked by how it happened. These are your 2022 Rams, and they have slept past their panic alarm and turned off the snooze button. I don't know what the fix is. 
I don't know what to complain most about, and I don't want to think about it anymore. But hey, at least they got a ring. Right, boys? Like, No, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm hot and bothered about it too. You know, this is not the Rams that won the Super Bowl last year, and it's, you know, th- that team was built to win now. And guess what? They won. And it wasn't, uh, you know, a team that was looking, you know, in, in my opinion, it was a team that wasn't built for longevity. Um, it was a lot of guys that were kind of at the beginning of the twilight of their prime, but guys that were nevertheless in their prime, especially on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you went out and got Matt Stafford. Um, he's been underwhelming. How many times did the Cowboys sack him last night? Well, see, that's the thing, man. Or yesterday, Monday, Sunday. This is, this is the pro- – like, Matt Stafford has his own peccadillos, right? Like, he – he has his own issues. He does. Everyone, he had his mm. he had his problems. I think they've been the same problems for his 13 or 14 illustrious years in the NFL. I, so which I is nuts. I, I always illustri- forget how illustri- long he's illustrious been in the NFL. Is, is a generous term. Okay, he's had he's had his moments, but the point is he played he, play, he played in Detroit for 11 of those. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, he's had cool moments. The point like, is, I don't I don't think he's any different. I think the rest of the offense is just I don't know. Ill prepared for NFL football. They look like it's the preseason. Um, they got they got Cooper the Cup light running around out there. Just what's that? They got Cooper Cup light running around out there. I forget the guy's name, but it's long as shit. Ben Skoronic. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like catching five passes a game when Allen Robinson is somewhere. We don't know. He somewhere. Um, he's there. Yeah, he's well. Someone's wearing his jersey. We know that someone's wearing his jersey. We know that the L.A. Rams. Uh, I mean, I'm cool and calm about this because it was expected, and it was something that we talked about, like you said before, that they were built to win now. And after the free agents left, and you had your retirees, you have this. We also kind of expected it because at the beginning of the season. Stafford was having some elbow issues, everything like that. And hey, you know, it's congrats. You won the game last year, but that's it. Super Bowl hangers are, are a thing and you just got to ride it out. Fortunately, this is not a hangover that's hair of the dog can, re- you know, relieve. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't I think that there are so many damn issues on that offense that it makes it difficult to, and listen, I am not taking anything away from what the Cowboys did last week. I thought they played an excellent game. You know, I think. Defensively. Well, yeah, but Mike McCarthy has risen from the ashes in terms of a coach, like in power. Like, I think he's done an excellent job over these, what is it? Three or four weeks. Like truly I, I I do, but. That makes one of us. (laughs) Well, okay. He's, he hasn't lost since um, week one, but. I know, but I really thought this was going to be the year we got rid of him. I thought this was going to be the year that he he screwed up so much yeah. that it was finally going to happen. But now we built him, you know, he got himself another year and he's going to blow it next year. So, well, and you know what? I, I don't know why I'm talking myself into more Rams, Rams airtime. Let's not do that. Jerome, go ahead on to yours. I'm so excited for this one. So <clears throat> it's no secret that uh, there has been some, some big developments in the NFL just this week about roughing the passer Uh, this week, uh, famously 
Um, famously, Tom Brady was spun around and tossed to the ground, and it was a roughing the passer uh, on uh, against him. Uh, well, uh, in in you know for him that is, um, and the whole league is up in arms. And a part of me is like, you know, and, and watching the game last night, you saw that a lot of the sacks came with just the defensive linemen just hugging the quarterback until they until they blew the whistle. Because they didn't want to get a flag thrown. And if you're going to do that, you need to fully commit to it as the NFL, because I know I've seen my quarterback get shellacked after throwing the ball. And everybody's like, no, it's cool. No, beat, beat that blackie up. But like, you know, you have, you know, Tom Brady get, get, get spun around. He wasn't even like the dude held on to him. He didn't like slam him to the ground or anything. And, you know, that that's roughing the passer. Like the, 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 the I mean, the refs need to pull their head out of their asses. Or fully commit to this whole don't take a quarterback to the ground anymore. Right. Which is ridiculous and stupid. And then that's not football. Um, Correct. No, I'm, I'm for sure hot and bothered by this. And I think, you know, an even more egregious one was, you know, Monday night football. Cause everyone has always said like, Oh, the everyone's trying to protect Tom Brady. He's the, you know, the golden child in the NFL. He gets every roughing the passer call. Um, when, when, when did we start caring about Derek Carr? NFL referees. Why, why has that become a thing? Derek Carr is fine. Derek Carr doesn't need you to coddle him. Derek Carr broke his goddamn leg on the field. No one called the damn thing. Um, but I did, I just, for curiosity's sake, I did pull up, uh, operations.nfl.com, the rule book here as to what defines roughing the passer. Um, and in the, the first portion of it here, roughing will be called if in the referee's judgment, a pass rusher clearly should have known that the ball had already left the passer's hand before contact was made. Uh, the pass rusher took the ball out of Derek Carr's hand. <laughs> they called roughing the passer on a man who had possessed the football and was falling down and braced his fall so that his full weight would not have been laid down on the quarterback. Yep. That was the Tom Brady one was bad. The Derek Carr one was the biggest miscarriage of, of roughing the passer that I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, and, and it also, it, it, I'm not. And, and you heard it there. If you guys are watching that game, oh my God, I've never heard a stadium get so visceral towards a referee. And you're talking to a guy who watched, you know, English soccer for a lot of his childhood. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you too, it robbed Chris Jones of an absolutely epic defensive play. Yeah. That was it just a, sa- a sack fumble recovery. He ma- that man makes his money off of that play, by the way. He like, like that's how defensive play. Um, Honestly, Der- Derek Carr should pay him his bonus if he comes up one sack short of his bonus. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> not bloody likely. <laughs> I mean, like, if it's like, you know, if the NFL is just going to start making up rules here, they should make him pay for his, for Jones's uh, bonus if, he does, if he's one sack short of it. That's just my opinion. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but. I I don't know what the hell this league is doing in terms of rules. Every rule is stupid, vague, and subjective, and 
I don't know. Give me robot refs. Yeah. I, okay. So that's actually where I was going to start. And I firmly disagree with that. I, well, yeah, duh. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, cause then he would just want to have sex with them. <laughs> okay. So now I, I, I am, uh, you know, sexually oriented towards, uh, towards robots, but no. It, hey man, judgment free zone. This I is think, a safe podcast. You know, yeah, man, you're like, allowed to love who you love. Like any, <laughs> thanks guys. Like any, um, NFL fan or someone who's got something vested in the, in the game. I get frustrated when a bad call happens against my team. That's fair. But I do also very much appreciate the fact that the refs play a huge, that they're, that they are a huge variable in the game. Um, I think it's an element of randomness sometimes where it shouldn't be, but it is. A, but that said, I, I can't help, but continue to connect the dots that the NFL if it's not one thing, it's another thing. If it's not, you know, player misconduct, if it's, if it's not that, then it's the misconduct or mistreatment of player injuries. And if it's not that, then the next week, it's this major, I guess you could say misconduct, of play on the field in terms of throwing phantom flags. And it's, it's making the game less enjoyable, in my opinion. That would have been a major turning point. The Chris Jones strip sack of Derek Carr would have been a major turning. It was a big play and a big moment of the game. Um, and for what it's worth, so was the Grady Jarrett sack because um, the Falcons were very much in that game. So these are big missed calls. And I don't know. I, I've always felt like the refs don't seem to have enough of they don't, they don't seem to give enough consideration to the fact that these are very, very large and powerful men with a lot of momentum and inertia. And pulling back on that weight and pulling back on that instinct to hit hard is really fucking hard, man. Like, like, like to change midair sometimes or while someone else is falling on you or pushing against you, that's really fucking difficult. Yeah, and, like, and I feel like replays make it worse because when you're looking at it, it you know, 10 frames a second. It's like, well, he could have pulled up from there. He could have rolled over. No, he couldn't. When you watch it full speed, he was on his way down. He's a 300 pound man. Yeah. Uh, who was already horizontal. And then let me be clear too. I am, you know, partially like, like part of the reason why I'm lukewarm and titillated is because college football reviews penalties. And I fucking hate that. I hated when the NFL did it with DPI. I, I, I hate that college football does that. So I don't want to take this to a place where it's too far and we're reviewing penalties because I don't want to elongate the game. I'd rather have a missed call. Really, I would. Because we discussed this like after the 2018 uh, blown DPI call against the, uh, against the Saints or not called against the Saints in the conference championship. And next year it led to an, an abortion of, you know, 20 Challenging minutes a game. Them. What's that? challenging them and yeah and it's just so fucking long or or i don't want to take it further where it's like well we got to go to new york to see if this is a penalty fuck that fuck that honestly so like even when it's my team i would i would rather there just be a terrible fucking play call or like a terrible call missed than than us have to wait and sit through and watch this replay another 17 times when there's already five minutes of commercial for every five minutes of gameplay you know what i mean like fuck that no, and, and I will say my only rebuttal to that, and I feel like would be a good compromise, was like 
maybe get rid of DPI and OPI reviews and only make personal foul penalties reviewable. Well, and they did. They did get rid of the reviews for DPI. Right. So I think that was a good move. I think you know, the compromise here could be potentially because I, I feel like if a ref went back and looked at that, they'd be like, all right, pick that flag up. He couldn't do anything. He had the ball. How can you rough the passer when you're holding the ball? Yeah. I, that's, that's like saying, you know, if Derek Carr threw a pick and then was going to try and tackle him and a safety stiff armed him into the dirt, are they going to call that roughing the passer? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's a slippery slope and we don't need to belabor the point any longer than we already we do have. not. Kieran, go ahead with your next one. Yeah, no. So my next one, I'm definitely hot and bothered about this. Um, boys, are the Jets back? Because I, I think they might be back. Um, firmly on the back of Brees Hall because that kid is an absolute steal in their draft. I forget where they drafted him, but it doesn't really matter. Unless he was first overall, it was a steal, um, which it wasn't. Yeah, second round. Amazing draft pick by them. Um, and I'm you know not just saying this because I have him in fantasy, but I am saying this because I have him in fantasy. He's won me <laughs> the two wins I've had. He's kept me competitive in every other game. Um, I just think this Jets team is just it's it's tough to root against them, man. Um, and as much as I hate, hate arrogant Jets fans, I think the NFL is a more fun and competitive and place full of parody when the Jets are good. Cause it just creates this whole other, you know, section of fandom that are absolutely nuts. You know, and if you're looking at, you know, teams in the in the New York metro area, Jets fans are by far more insane than Giants fans. Um feel like Giants fans got a little too comfortable with winning and then all of a sudden they were bad and they never really haven't tasted that huge success again. The Jets are just like they're ride or die with their team forever. Um, so I think it's I think it's awesome um, that the Jets are playing so well. Um, I love, love Salah as a head coach. I think he's amazing. Not to mention he's super hot, um, but that's beside the point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's done a great Here job. Your this- erection is showing. I know it is. I'm wearing gray sweatpants. What do you expect? Um, <clears throat> I know you are. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Jets are back, man. And I am, I am hot and bothered about it. I'm hot and bothered. I am. I, I, I enjoy this. I think the sauce Gardner draft pick. Yeah. He's been sauce. Gardner is so fucking good. He is out fucking standing, man. I mean, too many people, or I guess too few people gave enough credit for him shutting down Jamar chase when they Mm -hmm. played the, uh, the Bengals. And that was substantial. And then he had, I think it was (coughs) a, a safety last week and a pick. Um, he is all that. And and like three bags of chips. <laughs> and three bags. And I love, listen, I said it last week. I've said it, you know, privately. I think Brees Lightning is the motherfucking man. Um, I like their Jeez, offensive. You, you tried to fleece me for him. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I did <laughs> offer you some good stuff. I don't know. But no, no I. I <laughs> sorry. I, I like their offensive pieces. I like the head coach. And I want them to be good. I enjoy, I'm like Karen. I enjoy the league more when they are entertaining. So, um, and also fuck Giants fans. I just, you know, they're lame. Sorry. You're lame. You're fucking lame. Have more attitude. Be more annoying and hateable like Jets fans. I'd rather that. I would. I would. At least there's something to talk about. Exactly. At least you're interesting. 
Giants fans are not interesting to me, you know? Um, Okay. Jerome? It is my opinion that the Jets are not back. They've been here all season. They've been playing competitively all season. Um, You know, I think they have a whole lot more season ahead of them, but no, I love, I love, I love when teams finally get back to their fans for being, you know, there with them for so long. They just need to figure st- more stuff out on offense. I mean, having a good running back is one thing, but Zach Wilson needs to, you know, still, mm-hmm. you know, mature as a quarterback in order for them to be really competitive. Absolutely. You know what? I totally agree. Oh, to no, him trust me, buddy. Be- if, if there's anything we've learned this offseason, maturity is not his issue. <laughs> no, he's firmly. Maturity is not a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, he's, he's firmly. <laughs> Kieran's right. He's firmly planted his feet in the immature area and he's not going anywhere he's not going to change that no um honestly Jerome, i was saying this while you were talking it's easier for zach wilson to get better in a winning atmosphere i think it's easier for anyone to get better when the mojo is going for the rest of the team you know what i mean and dude winning cures everything it's the best deodorant i had jared goff as a quarterback for five years like i you know it's the best <laughs> deodorant um okay so I will go on to my next point. Boy, you boys had a couple of good ones right there. The uh, the rough in the passer one really lit a fire. Um, okay, talking about fires being lit. Geno Smith is a good quarterback. Part two, sorry for the chewing sounds. That's me eating crow on this podcast. Kieran brought this up after week one, and I went nuts that people. I thought you were sucking a dick again. (laughs) Again. No, that that would be the first time, and it didn't happen uh, for those not watching because we don't post the videos. I went nuts that people could believe that Gino is a good quarterback, but the numbers are right there for you. Through five weeks, he's having a better season than Aaron Rodgers' 2021 MVP year on paper. Don't like resorting to numbers alone? Watch the film. Watch the film. Some of the prettiest passes you'll see all week are Geno's. That pass, Tyler Lockett, holy shit. Which one? He had like three. (laughs) I know. Dude, I know. Right now, in a vacuum of only this year, that dude is a top five quarterback. Maybe it won't last. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll go fuck myself. Hot and bothered. Boys? I mean, I mean how, how could you not be not hot and bothered? He's putting up amazing numbers. Uh, you know, he's making the offense competitive. And most importantly, he's making Eric make dick sucking noises on on pod. I mean, that's that's like the biggest deal. I mean, there was yeah, there was it, noises. It know. definitely it definitely didn't sound like you were eating crow. Though. I feel like a crow would be a little bit crunchier between the beak. I feel like they're all bone. There's feather. It's soft. I didn't, I didn't defeather him. I don't know. I don't know. How Why would you crow. not defeather them? You psychopath. I feel like it's part of the penalty, right? Like when you're eating crow, it's not like a good thing. Like you have to, like you know, you're taking in the, you're taking the feathers now too, man. You sucked. I sucked. That bet. That call. I mean, yeah, look, you were. I mean, dude, honestly, like, I don't blame <laughs> me. I don't blame. It, it's it's tough to not believe in Geno Smith. I don't blame me, but I was wrong. I'll tell no, you what, I mean, though, it is unfortunate now that they they lost Rashid Penny. Yeah. It's not unfortunate that I had picked up Kenneth Walker before that 
boy, do I feel good. Especially as someone who had Rashad Penny on my team. Whew. That was a nice Sunday morning pickup. Uh, Kieran, your feelings on the matter? No, I mean, I was the one that brought it up, you know, five weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hot and bothered by it. I think, you know, I was just – I kind of said it just for, you know, a little bit of the joke. It's like, huh, is, is he good after one game? Because, like, obviously this isn't going to last. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, he, you know, he's, you know, almost proven me a little bit wrong. You know, I can't take all the credit for that. But, yeah, I mean, just after watching last game, just absolutely whipping the ball to his receivers, I think he played – probably the best football he's played since he was in West Virginia this year. And it's shocking, man. And, it, and it's, it's amazing. You know, what'll, what'll happen when you actually pay your teammates back for money, you owe them, you know, they, maybe they don't punch you in the mouth. You know, that's, that's always nice. You know what? I, I'm not a Gino fan, but I hope this continues too. like, I don't think anyone's a Gino fan, but I think it's just funny that he's doing so he's doing better than Russ Wilson is. I think Drew Locke is a Gino fan. I mean, that dude can just sit on the sideline and collect a paycheck. Yep. He ain't mad. Backup right. quarterback and fired NFL coach. Best jobs in football. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Let's head on to the game of the week. Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. All right. Game of the week time. Uh, Last week was not a great week for all. Uh, Kieran is currently winning alone. This podcast competition, 10-5 is his record on the season. I am 9-6. And And Jerome has not had a great start to the season. He is at 5-10. You got some ground to make up, buddy. Woo! Um, Yeah. Ooh, that's definitely one way to react. All right. So as always, I will kick it off. uh, And I have the game of the week. Can I just start off by saying ever since the NFL schedulers started the season with Rams bills, and they have really fucking sucked at scheduling because my game of the week is bills uh, at chiefs. And this is not an Island game question mark. Like we're, we're watching Denver and the Chargers on Monday Night Football instead of this game. Come on. Come on. You guys can do better. All right. So the Bills are favored at two and a half at Kansas City. This is a game we actually highlighted after, I think, week two. Um, and it's got all the fire that we thought, we hoped that it would have. Uh, the Bills are first in offense, second in defense in scoring. They've got an absurd point differential for points allowed versus points scored. The Chiefs are the number one offense in the league and predictably uh, the 23rd ranked defense, um, 14th in yards. So I think this is a great matchup. I feel like I should be at a point now where the, like after last week, I feel like I should be more impressed by the Bills, but I feel like I'm not where I should be with them. I'm going to be taking the Chiefs in this game, and it's because I feel like they've dealt with more. I think that they've overcome more in the first. Like The Bills lost to Miami in not a very good game. Again. Like, like Miami wasn't like lights out in that game. They weren't crazy good. They almost uh, lost badly to the Ravens. 
And I don't want to hear anyone talk about what they did against the Steelers because the Steelers fucking suck. I mean, they just <laughs> suck. Um, it's impressive. It, it is like, like for anyone to do that against anyone is impressive. But I just think what Pat Mahomes is doing right now, that is very impressive because he has no offensive talent around him aside from Travis Kelsey. Um, also, worth noting, Chiefs offensive line is lights out. And I think when it comes to put when it when when push comes to shove, that to me is a deciding factor. So I will take the underdog. Um, shocking that the Kansas City Chiefs are the underdog at home, but I will take the underdog. I will take the Chiefs. Boys. So I, I completely get what you're saying. And what and what the Chiefs did last night was amazing. Right. Um, they came back, they came back what like like 17 to 10? Nothing. Yeah, 17 nothing. And then at one point it was 20 to 10. Um you know, but either way, I'm never betting against Josh Allen in I'd say probably 90% of situations. So I got to go Buffalo here. I do think this is, you know, probably the true game of the week. Um, very excited for it. Don't know what, what time is this game on? 425, I think. Uh, all right. We got a shot of it being actually on TV down here, um, depending on when the Jets and Giants play, but hopefully they both play at one. Anyway, um, yeah. For sure. I think it's going to be one of the tighter contests here. I think it's going to come down to, you know, a game winning field goal or even an overtime. Um, but, you know, the Bills will probably win this time because they changed the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean they also won't allow Kansas City to score in 13 seconds before overtime? All you Bills fans, shut up. 13 seconds. That's all you had to do. Dude, why do you hate your family? Dude, I hate <laughs> people saying, like, like, don't blame overtime. All right, never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Jerome, <laughs> Jerome, your thoughts? I'm taking Buffalo. Uh, I think they have the better offense. Uh, I think they have more weapons. And I think they have the better defense. Do you guys think this will be a close game? Well, Jerome, let me ask you, because Karen kind of already answered. Jerome, do you think this will be a close game, like within one score? Because I don't yes. think you do. Yes. Okay. I think they'll win by seven. It won't be a field goal, but it'll be a one score. Okay. I actually do not. I I think this is a game of the week because I think it's very divisive, but I don't the last couple times they've played, it hasn't been like, okay, playoff game aside, it hasn't been like that close. Either the Chiefs blow them out or they blow the Chiefs out. I don't know. Um okay. Next game of the week. All right, gentlemen. Here it is. Eagles at Cowboys. Oh, sorry, Cowboys, Cowboys Eagles. Eagles. Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles are favored. Four and a half. We all know who I'm going to pick. I believe it'll be closer than that. Uh, You know, I'm surprised uh, at this myself. Um, I will say this. Both both defenses have been playing at absolute peaks. Here's where where the differential starts. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. And he has a better rapport with all of his receivers than Cooper Rush does with anything that he has. Call me a liar. I mean, half the time you see C.D. Lamb. And listen, I have C.D. Lamb. I want him to catch the ball in all contests that don't involve the Eagles. And he just he runs routes and he and he, you know, seems to drop the ball and it, like he doesn't care. 
Like there's no there's no rapport there. There's no willingness. There's no there's no fire like. You know, you see A.J. Brown go up to the ball. He fucking he he wants it. He wants the ball. He wants to win. He wants that. Devonta Smith, he goes up for it. He wants to make that highlight reel. He wants to win. And I see most of the receivers for Dallas. It's like they don't give a shit. Dropping passes like, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, the only the only the only person on that offense that plays with any heart is Tony Pollard. Yeah, and, and that's what I was gonna say. You know, that he's obviously I think he might be honestly the heart and soul of the offense. Um Zeke hasn't given a shit in two years. Um, but I, I will say this I do, but I do know Cooper Rush does have a very good rapport with uh Noah Brown. Um, the two of them were second team all camp. They've gotten tons of reps together. He seems to be Cooper Rush's favorite target when he does throw the ball, which is not often. Um but yeah, I mean, I obviously Eric typed it in for me anyway. I'm obviously picking the Cowboys. Um, I was a little shocked by the line as well. Um, I think, uh, I think for sure. I don't know. I haven't looked at the over under yet, but I definitely would bet on the under on this game. I never bet the under, but this is one that I probably would just because, like Jerome said, both these defenses are playing the best they've played in years. Um, I think more so the Cowboys. I feel like the the Eagles have been like working up to to this level of defense, the Cowboys, it seems like it's happened overnight um, or, you know, season over season. Anyway, they were one of the worst defenses last year and they're, you know, probably in the top five again this year. The over the under, in- the over under is 42 and a half. I'll take the under. I would take the under on that as well as well. Um, yeah. But, I, but I digress. I'm going with the Cowboys here. I think Cooper rush has a little bit. I mean, and who knows if Cooper rush is even going to play on Sunday. Um, I don't think that's come out yet. They're God, saying, I hope they rush Dak out. I really hope they don't. That would be the Honestly, biggest. Mis- they- that's the biggest mistake they could make. <laughs> exactly. Cooper Rush is is making things happen right now. Four zero. Like it. Like it's a. There's a huge difference between needing your star quarterback to be out there because you're not winning and because your offense is not working without him. Then the situation like they're doing right now, you're rushing your star offensive weapon out. Well what you think is your star offensive weapon. Um, it's Tony Pollard. It is Tony Pollard. Um, you're rushing your, your one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league because you feel like you have to, even though you have a quarterback that's actually winning for your team. Yeah. And I mean, he's undefeated as a starter in his career. So I, mean, I, I would love to change that. I'm sure you would. Um, don't think it's going to happen though. I think, you know, if I think Kellen Moore is definitely going to have his hands full in terms of, uh, terms of play calling. Cause if you watched the game against the Rams, they basically just like ran it down their throats and relied on the defense a lot of time. And it ended up working out for him. Um, you're not going to be able to do that against Philly. So I feel like as long as Kellen Moore realizes that, which I hope to God he does, I think the Cowboys got a shot at one in this game. Bless your heart. Yeah, no, uh, okay. no one has in 27 years with this team, dude. So it, as expected, it comes down to me to be like, you know, it, it was expected Jerome would pick the Eagles, expected Kieran would take the, uh, the Cowboys. I really want to take the Cowboys, and I don't want to be this guy, but I think I'm going to take the Eagles, if only because I'm neck and neck with Kieran right now. Um, <laughs> bad reason to take a team, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I uh, I hate to be that guy, but I am that guy. Listen, I I am truly 
I truly believe that the Cowboys have a good shot at defeating the Eagles. And I think that they're built very well to defeat them. Not only that, the moment is right. The Eagles are currently looking like they will be without three of their five offensive linemen in Jason Kelsey, um, Landon Dickerson, and Jordan Mylata. Yeah. Jordan. Okay. So, so their entire left side of their line could be missing this game. And it's not like the Cowboys, unlike the Cardinals don't need to, you know, fuck it. I'm taking the Cowboys. I can't, I can't talk myself into this. I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, Unlike the Cardinals, the Cowboys do not need to rush every single down to get pressure on Jalen Hurts. They can drop seven back in coverage and still get pressure on this Philly offensive line if the offensive line is missing the pieces that they are or if they're playing at half-mast, if you will. Um, I agree with the both of you. I think right now, stick with the mojo, stick with Cooper Rush. There's no need in my eyes to bring Dak back before it's time, but or, or before at all. he loses. Honestly, I, at this yeah, point, I, like, wait till Cooper loses before you bring him back. Give I him agree. as much, you know, give him as much time to recover as possible. Like if you're winning, like stop. Don't get in your own way. Yeah. But they're I gonna because they're paying him a ton of money, and Jerry's gonna bully McCarthy into doing it because he's just his fat puppet. And you know, and then we're gonna all it will all it will take lose. is one play. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I could go either way. I just really, I mean, the strength of these two teams coming into this game would be the defensive, uh, the defensive pass rush for the Dallas Cowboys and the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think those are the two strongest points on both teams. And the Eagles look like they're sort of limping into this with their strength. Um, so I don't know. It. it I don't want to seem wishy-washy, but look, it could also be like 17 to fucking nothing in before the second quarter Eagles over Cowboys because Cooper Rush just can't put points on the board, but whatever. Uh, Cowboys. All right, Kieran, go ahead with your game of the week. Thanks, Brett Favre. You flip-flopping son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, my game of the week. Um a little bit of a different one, but I think it. I think it's going to end up being a pretty good one. My my pick might shock the both of you. It's the Baltimore Ravens five point favorites heading up to New York to face the Giants. Uh, Ravens three and two. Giants are four and one. Obviously, you know Lamar Jackson is playing like the Lamar Jackson of 2018, 2019. You know when he was having those MVP caliber seasons and when he was winning MVPs. Um, to to contrast that the giants are playing uncharacteristically amazing. And I feel like, I don't know, I've watched enough college basketball on March madness to be, you know, to realize you don't want to face the team that's playing with nothing to lose. A, a four and one New York giants team after last year are playing with nothing to lose. They're playing with house money at this point. They're going to come at you. They're going to punch in the mouth immediately. Um, I think Brian Dable is a phenomenal head coach. Um, he might be my front runner for coach of the year this year. Uh, just what he's been able to do with this franchise in only five weeks. Um, so bearing the lead here, I, I'm picking the Giants at home. Um, I think five points is a crazy big line for this game. Um, I do understand that Baltimore's playing very well as of late, but you know, so are the Giants, man. And it feels weird because I really hate the Giants. I might hate the Giants more than I hate the Eagles, if that if that seems possible. But 
I got to go with the Giants here. Well, and you've you've made your Giants hatred clear. I don't think anyone who listens is <laughs> shocked. Um, I, I really wanted to fight this, but I can't. I, I got to go with the boring pick. I'm going to take the Ravens. Um, you know, the Giants feel like that rare exception every year uh, to the Bill Parcells rule that says you are your record. Um, and the Giants are four and one but they sure as shit don't feel like it. I also don't like, this is another take on NFL scheduling that I think has really sucked this year. Teams playing in London don't get a buy anymore coming out of that. Uh, that's fucking rough. Um, so, you know, and I, and I think the Giants probably expelled uh, an above average amount of energy in beating a team that on paper is better than in Green Bay. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Ravens. Um, I like to be spicier than that, but it just doesn't seem right to take the Giants. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem right to pick with Dan Jones. So, Jerome, I'm picking the Robins. Hmm. They're the better football team. Offensively, they will be able to put more on the board than the Giants. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's about it. I've been very good about picking my games of the week at this this year, boys. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The Giants have been playing some good defensive football, and the Ravens' defense is uh, Swiss cheese. But I just think that the Ravens just have so many more weapons. It's like how how much how many more times can the Giants win without an even good pass catcher besides Saquon Bark? It's like they're defying logic every week with these wins and good for them, you know, like, okay, good for you, Brian Dable. But I just, I'm just going to take, I'm going to bet on the odds, right? And the odds say, if you don't have any good pass catchers besides your running back, you're probably not going to win many games against quality teams. Fair enough. I mean, I will, and I will that's, say and that's the biggest, that's the biggest issue for Baltimore is that their secondary is garbage. So, like, it'd be one thing if New York was going in there with some of the best wide receiver core in the league, but they're not. They're going with fifth and sixth string dudes. I'll ask you this, boys, then. if uh, Obviously, you don't think the Giants are going to win the game. Do you think five points was a fair spread? Or do you think it'll no. be tighter? Further. Wow. No, I I, 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 I would have given him seven. I agree. I would, well... Yeah, yeah, I think seven sounds better. I mean, it's just like, it's tough because the Giants have a better record. They just beat a very good team or what should be a very good team. And yeah, I mean, Jerome mentions that it would be different if the Ravens went up against a good receiving court. They just went up against one of the best in Cincinnati. So, you know what I mean? And they only allowed, what was it, like 17 points to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So... You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't give the Giants much of a chance here. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm fucked up. Speaking of being wrong and fucked up, the end of an era. The end of a segment. Kieran, <laughs> you, you made it five weeks, and God bless you for it. Um, <laughs> but betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Houston Texans, who would have thunk it, huh? Jacksonville Jaguars at home against the Houston Texans. 
Um, yeah, garbage. And I've made the mistake of betting on Trevor Lawrence the past two weeks as my starting quarterback. It has not gone well for me. Um, worked out, I guess, this week, but not because of him. Yeah, this is tough. Um, it was even tougher when I picked them in the money pool I was in that had 11 of us left in it last week. Oof, was goof. They're probably, I, th- I wasn't the only one that picked them. So there's probably less than 10 left in the left in and out. And I almost picked the bills, mm. but I wanted to save them because I didn't think Jacksonville was going to lose to fucking Houston at home. Well, you know, we can't give you advice or tell you that you were fucked up because we, <laughs> we fucked up a little too early on to be talking a big game. Indeed. All right, boys, any other points on the coming week or the previous week? No. Hockey's back. Hockey's back. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that. Let's hockey. do that hockey. Let's do it. I'm dude, I'm ready to get hurt again as a Sabres fan. I am fucking pumped. Everyone's high. All right, on the boys. Sabres this All right, year. boys. Here it is. Your way too soon picks for winning the Stanley Cup this year. Who's it gonna be? Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Colorado to repeat. They're so damn good. And I know they lost Nazem Kadri, but it doesn't matter. They have they have a Nathan McKinnon and a Gabriel Landeskog. And I don't pay enough attention to the sport anymore to Fair be enough. spicy. No, like, I mean they're they're still they're still the favorite to win it. I mean, I don't really think anyone coming out of the east is blowing the doors off of anything to to really give them a chance. And I don't know. I would like to see Edmonton give go go for a little run. Um, I think Edmonton's going to get to the to the Western Conference Finals against Colorado. I think they make a series out of it. I think it goes six or seven, but you know it's it's Colorado. Whoever I think whoever wins the West is winning the Stanley Cup, and it's going to be tough to beat Colorado. Dude, I've fully given up on the Edmonton Oilers. I really have. I really yeah. I can't I can't buy it. I can't. They got a goalie now, dude. They got Soupy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see it. Let's like like they're going to have to prove it to me before I believe in. Them. How about that? They have the offense, dude. Evander Kane was one of the best trades of that. He's a scumbag, but geez, he can put the puck behind in the back of the net. No, he can, dude. But I think I think high flying offenses often mean that really good goaltending can it, it can it can show the effect. Like like that's why they went and got Jack Campbell. I know. Yeah, I, I just I say I know. Like I I pay enough. Attention. <laughs> it's been a long time. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Jerome, do you have a, a, a very early uh, Stanley Cup favorite? The New Jersey Devils. Don't uh, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> I saw that coming, dude. If we make the playoffs, I'll throw a parade, <laughs> dude. And the I New will Jersey march in that parade. The New Jersey Devils were a better pick in the mascot draft than as Stanley Cup favorites. Let me just that, say that that's not true. That was the worst <laughs> pick of all time. <laughs> Oh, boys, I think that's about it. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, we're looking forward to week six in the NFL. Boy, it is flying by. Um, Let's go, Cowboys? Question mark? Damn right. No, No, No. I felt dirty. No, I felt dirty. It didn't sound right coming out of your mouth. No, I didn't know how to say it. He's going to get ready to eat more crow. (laughs) <laughs> all right boys say good night boys say good night good fucking night
Got you in the zone, blame it on my ass.